0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus, Today I'm joined in the studio by my fellow Dominican brother Paul Marich. Let's begin with a prayer to Our Lady. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed Blessed art thou thou among among women, women, and blessed is is the the fruit fruit of of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Our topic today is synodality. That's a big word. It's based on the word synod. And we might say, well, what what is um, a brief explanation for the term synod? Is that like a gaggle of geese or a pride of lions or something?
1: I don't think we're quite like that. You know, but, but There is a sense of, of gathering, you know, that mm-hmm. the literal – it's a Greek term, uh, literally meaning like a, a, an assembly, a gathering – uh, and that's what we've seen how the synod, how synods have been played out in the more recent history of the church, especially is that it's a certain gathering, and that's something to, uh, you know, I think to always keep in mind, and, and just always remember how the church, you know, the same thing with with the church, you know, the ecclesia, ecclesia is a, is a gathering. Mm-hmm. So to, to always keep that in mind, uh, that that the Holy Spirit gathers us, He He assembles us. Uh, so that it it, it, is, it isn't a, it isn't a scary word, or nor should it be an unfamiliar word,
0: right? And by the way, for our listeners, this term synod is spelled S Y N O D. Synod. synod. Um, so so who gathers
1: at a synod? Right. Well, it's in, it's interesting to look at, especially the more recent history of of synods. Bishops have gathered together, you know, as in in synods, uh, and especially on the it's possible to have it even on the local level. We tend to think more of this of synods on a more universal level. Mm-hmm. You know, you may hear the term synod of bishops or you hear you know about a synod on the family uh or a synod on the, you know many different topics. We have a an upcoming synod over the next couple of years on the very concept of of synodality. But what uh, you know what is the the more recent history of synodality or with synods. So, you know, we're, we're very familiar, I think, most of our listeners, about the Second Vatican Council. It was mm-hmm. called by St. John Twenty Third. It opened in 1962, but he actually called the council in 1959, three yeah. years earlier right. than, than that time to prepare it. One little known fact, though, about that, um, about that at that time when he called, called the Second Vatican Council, he also called for a synod, for the city of Rome, for the Church of mm. Rome, the local diocese, and that, that's often forgotten or not talked about, or people didn't even even oh. know about it. But in the same letter, uh, where he, you know, called for this universal gathering of all the bishops, An ecumenical uh, the Church council. And ecumenical council, he also called for this synod for the, you know, for the Church of mm. Rome, which did meet uh, there in the early sixties before the. Uh, before the Second Vatican Council, but it has often been forgotten because mm. it's been eclipsed by the much you know, the, uni- the wider universal scale, uh, Ecumenical Council, Vatican II. But it is important to think about synods; that these are things that can also happen on a local level. You have local synods, diocesan synods, mm. where called by the bishop, gathered around the bishop. In this case, he would have, you know, his local clergy, the priests, maybe a, other workers within the diocese who are involved in the life mm-hmm. of the church. So there is that sense of gathering of sharing ideas, sharing concerns, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how to express the faith or you know, what are things that are you know, challenges that the church is facing and how to address that. And on a local level, you know, those can vary from place to place because what might be a challenge that a, a local diocese is facing here is going to be very different from a challenge, right. you know, that it's facing elsewhere. It Could be from external pressures like government pressures or mm-hmm. you know, social situations or economic matters, mm-hmm. and how to address that on the local level. What we've seen since the you know since the Second Vatican Council, and especially since the new Code of Canon Law, which came out in 1983, has been the establishment of the Synod of Bishops. As a you could say a semi-regular uh, meeting, so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting how to how to describe it because it's not a it is a, in a way a standing body when we refer to the synod of bishops like right. you know a uh, you know a, a meeting you know or a, a some established group, but it's not the same bishops for you know each individual different synod that meets. Mm-hmm. Now any any bishop would be qualified to you know attend these synod meetings. You know, so by, by virtue of his of his ordination as a bishop, he would be able to attend. But mm-hmm. what we've seen how this plays out that the synod of bishops, when we refer to that term, it's this semi-regular meeting of bishops, but a select amount of bishops to talk about a certain topic that right. the church is facing. So is it similar to an ecumenical council? Yes, in the sense of this gathering of bishops. What's an ecumenical Mm -hmm. council? It's a gathering of bishops. So is a synod. But what's the difference? Well, an ecumenical council, it's something meant to be universal, that every bishop from all throughout the world, they're meant to assemble, to gather in this ecumenical council. And they're rare. We've only had 21 of them in the history of the church. So, you you know, the way that they're averaging, it's one a century, and and, and even then you— with ecumenical councils you had some that were somewhat clustered close together yeah. and then you had other times where you had centuries pass from one council to another right. so an ecumenical council was a very rare thing right. in the life of the church but it's it's a gathering of bishops so the synod of bishops has a similar model it's a gathering of bishops but there's more regularity to it and mm-hmm. it's not every bishop from out the from a, throughout the world it's a select amount of bishops.
0: Right, representing, you know, different groups. Like I know, like, an example of this, I guess, would be like when Pope John Paul II had a synod on priests and priestly formation, That's you know. Right. Uh, so he wanted, to ha- he wanted to consult, and it wasn't only bishops. It was also bishops that also some seminary mm-hmm. priests that worked in seminaries, I think some lay people, some mm-hmm. theologians. Right. But he wanted to, to get a synod to gather people to me, it's in my mind. It's almost like a pastor in a parish would gather his council. Yes, you know, yes. he wants to know, like, well, what, what are you know, like, you know, the pastor has a question he wants to bring to them. What does do the parishers mm-hmm. think about that? And that's right. their job. You know, they represent the people, mm-hmm. and they can tell the pastor, advise him, mm-hmm. you know, what what to do. Although the key is, like, in a pastoral council, you know, it's not an authoritative council. It's right. an advisory body. That's right. You know. The pastor is still the one responsible and has the, to make the decision. Mm-hmm. But, so, I, and I would guess that, like the synod, like when the Pope calls a synod of bishops on the priesthood and priestly formation, mm-hmm. as Don Paul II did, it was to advise him. Right, <clears throat> and then they made a post-synodal apostolic exhortation. That's a mouthful, yeah. you know, about called Pastores Dabo Vobis. I will mm-hmm. give you shepherds, which is a wonderful document, right? You know, about the priesthood, about problems. Universal things about the priesthood through the ages, but also mm-hmm. some particular issues that have come up mm-hmm. you know, in more recent times right. you know, and, and ways in which we've seen this is our way through some mm-hmm. of these difficulties.
1: That's right. And when you talk about the, the, the post-Synodal <laughs> Apostolic Exhortation, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, this teaching document that comes you – know, that is issued by the pope. So the pope will always sign it. And if uh, – one thing you would notice about a lot of these is they're rather lengthy. -hmm. Especially in, if you compare it to, say, you know, a papal encyclical, which those themselves are pretty lengthy. These actually tend to these apostolic exhortations tend to be longer because there's a teaching element to it. There's also a practicality uh, aspect Mm -hmm. to it, where things are being addressed. Whereas encyclical letters tend to be, you know, more focused on a topic and teaching. You know, much more in a general uh, way. Yeah, very general, or or have a, a, a stronger. You know theological scope, whereas uh, these a- the apostolic exhortations that follow synods are going to make a lot of more practical suggestions than what mm-hmm. you would find say in an, in an encyclical you know both to be taken you know uh, seriously as as important teaching documents but they're they're also different approaches you know mm-hmm. in in how it is conveying certain topics of the faith
0: yeah, so some other topics of synods I know there's one on. Religious life, you mm-hmm. know that John Paul II called. It ended in a, in a post-synodal ap- apostolic exhortation called "Vita Consecrata," right. Consecrated life. Right. There have been. I think wasn't there like a synod on on the Eucharist? Or
1: there was. Um, I think there was something with the, with the liturgy and under Pope Benedict. Okay, right. With some liturgical ma- or, in, or on the Word of God as well. Okay. You know, in the uh, we've had a synod on youth recently, called mm-hmm. by Pope Francis. So there's a, you know, that's that's what you'll find with synods as well is they tend to be very uh, topical, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a much right. more focused, yeah. you know, whereas a – um and, and, and another thing too, you know, to make that distinction again from an ecumenical council, you know, historically you know, ecumenical councils may have been addressing some crisis in the church. Like an right. example is the, the Council of Trent, you know, in the wake of the Protestant Reformation, there was a – Crisis, and, and the church had to come up with a response mm-hmm. quickly. or If you go to the, you know, the earliest ecumenical councils when they were dealing with the Christological heresies, you know, mm-hmm. what what did we believe about the person of Jesus Christ? You know, these were immediate questions that needed some immediate and universal answer. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, the synod of bishops and this, these meetings of synods, it's not necessarily addressing a problem. It's taking a look at some aspect of our faith and how can we better understand it mm. what are some ways that it could be expounded upon you know mm-hmm. or what are some you know maybe it had you know if, if if there's a sense of a you know i don't like to say problem but maybe it's it's something that hasn't been really you know taught about a you know a whole lot and this is a, the mm-hmm. ch- giving the church an opportunity to put a focus on it in its teaching you're listening
0: to The Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by, by my Dominican confrere, Brother Paul Marich, and we've been discussing synodality and what a synod is. So we've, we've kind of talked about what a synod is, um, what are some types of things or reasons a synod might be called together, especially by the Pope um, but but what do we mean by synodality, and how does that connect to like what what kind of change did the Second Vatican Council, in terms of you know encouragement of that?
1: Right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, that there was this encouragement to you know, have this more regular more regularity, hmm. you know, in terms of of discussion, especially seeing the bishops in communion with the Pope, because you know mm-hmm. that there high Tended to be this sense, you know, where well, the bishops were simply, you know, uh, you, know co- you know vicars of the pope, you know, or regional mm-hmm. managers of right. the pope. You know, like the pope is kind of this model of seeing the pope as this, you know, you know corporate corporate CEO, and the bishops are like the vice presidents of this multinational mm-hmm. co- corporation. And that's not what the church is. You know, the church is the body of Christ. It's a mm-hmm. mystery. Right. You know, and we could think of that. That sense of uh, we, maybe we hear the word collegiality, mm-hmm. you know, tied in with this, where the College of Bishops, meaning mm-hmm. you know all these bishops who are part of this same this same group, the same college, you know, and working together, working in union with the Pope, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Pope, and and why why working together? Well, because it's 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 the teaching of the same faith, the faith of Christ that mm-hmm. has been given, that has been revealed to us and the role of the bishops to teach that, to expound upon that. So, you know, that's one thing with synodality and this gathering is that sense of getting this contribution from mm-hmm. different uh, different people who are, you know, guiding, directing, you know, shepherding the church throughout the world. That mm-hmm. it's not just some you know, singular singular perspective, you know, coming from the top down, but where there could be a discussion where there is the same faith, but what are what are some maybe aspects where, you know, my experience over here or your experience over there touches how I how I approach or understand this aspect of the faith and how it mm-hmm. could better be expressed, you know, in a way that you know that the whole church would benefit from it.
0: Right, right. So and I think I think one thing that's important that I know sometimes people might worry about when they hear about synodality in the Mm -hmm. news is synods. It does. It's not, it's not an effort to make the church, you know, into sort of a, a democracy, you know, in the sense that like, like, like a synod is the same as like the U S Congress where everyone has their vote. And if you get a majority, then you can pass a proposition, you know, or an issue, especially if that would impinge on church doctrine. It isn't Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, because we know that the doctrine of the church is is the, is the deposit of the faith, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and when and we talk
1: about the church, what is the church? Well, we say it in the creed each Sunday, the one, one holy, holy Catholic apostolic, apostolic church. Right. right,
0: Yeah. But but I think, for example, where synodality, you know, makes mm-hmm. more sense is so, you know, like say, you know, we believe in the same gospel. We hold mm-hmm. the same deposit of the faith, the same sacred tradition and sacred scripture. But for example, like, how do we evangelize? You know, if we're talking about the methods of evangelization, Mm -hmm. how we try to, you know, bring people back, like Mm -hmm. with the new evangelization, you know, where we have people that have heard about Christ, you know, and might think Mm -hmm. of themselves in some nominal way as a Christian, but they live as if he doesn't exist. You know, like, like, and that will look very different in different Mm -hmm. cultures. In some places it might look different because in some cultures – Christianity is still relatively new, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some places yes. in Africa. You're right. you know, there, You know, people's families who are Christian, you know, almost no one has been Christian for more than a few generations. Sure. You know, most of them are recent converts. So in, in some sense, they're like the early church. In other places like Western Europe, you know, families mm-hmm. have been Christian for, for over over a millennium, mm-hmm. you know. But yet, so there's there, there can be different issues and different mm-hmm. problems. So a synod can be very good that way right. to look at, for the Pope, you know, to look at, well, what are the experiences of, or even regional synods, you know, mm-hmm. what are the, what, in this area, in Europe, you know, what are the main issues we're facing, you know, right. in Latin America, in Africa, you know, what are what are the, what are some of the ways in which we can best not just change the deposit of the faith, but, but hand it on effectively. Right. Given our, our our circumstances, right, and
1: that's why sometimes when talking about synodality, it's either it sometimes has been called the synodal process because mm-hmm. that's that's understanding it. That, you know, that's not a somehow a changing of structure or a changing of the faith. Right. You know, that, that's not at all. You know, what synodality is meant to to do. Synodality, though, is a process as, as a you know you could think of it in terms of a teaching methodology mm-hmm. or an evan- you know a an effective means of evangelization mm-hmm. you know or, and really what is understood that is synodality as that gathering of of the church together that i've also heard it described as walking together you know mm-hmm. that um, it's not just this kind of you know evangelization like coming into town like okay this is the catholic faith here it is sign up believe it but this you know this is what we believe this is a mm-hmm. You know, this is the faith that has been given to us by Christ. Come along with us. Walk along with mm-hmm. us to you know, to experience this. That we've experienced mm-hmm. this joy in a relationship with Christ. We want others to come to come along for the journey. Right. With us.
0: Right. Right. And some, it's important to note sometimes that maybe this isn't a, an exact example of a synod, but I know Pope Paul the Sixth. When many um, other Christian denominations were starting to mm-hmm. to accept contraception, mm-hmm. on you know under different kinds of limitations, at least at first, you know there was a lot of pressure, you know, on the Pope mm-hmm. to start to accept contraception, even in certain very limited circumstances in the Catholic Church. So, mm-hmm. so one thing he did was he called together a group of people. Mm-hmm. I, had, I, th- I know some of them were scientists and, mm-hmm. and with ethics, you know. Uh, and ethics bioethics experts and theologians you know to to get their their views on this to understand this problem to see you know and and and, and while this is supposed to be secret, you know this is already in the i believe of the seventies or the late sixties well, in the sixties right, the sixties yeah. you know that right. it was it was something that that leaked out into the press and mm-hmm. and it it seemed that well surely it seems like a majority of these people mm-hmm. are are really urging that at least in some situations the church should accept artificial contraception, mm-hmm. you know. But what happened, you know, Pope Paul VI, after mm-hmm. hearing all that, he said, "No, right. no, we can't do that," right. you know. And so when he wrote *Humani Vitae*, it kind of shell shocked a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people who mm-hmm. thought that, well, you know, why didn't he go along with what seemed like the majority opinion? But, right. that, but the point is, the Pope doesn't. That's not what. Right. You know, that's not what he calls advisors or even synods. Sure. He calls them to give to give him, a, you know, a picture of the landscape, mm-hmm. but not, you know, to vote right. on doctrine.
1: Right, and that's and that really comes down to the importance of communion in the life of the church. You know, that a synod is not meant to be, like you said, like you know, members of the U.S. Congress, you know, coming together for a majority vote. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not this, in uh, you know, the sense of like, well, we could if we put this up to a vote, we could change, you know, a teaching of the church. That's not at all, you know, what. First of all, that's not possible because the church, the deposit of faith given to us by Christ, cannot be changed. You know, and it's and that's not what synodality means. Is that somehow we're going to get a bunch of voices together and you know make a new decision? You know, it's that synodality means you know this gathering coming together, you know, which may bring different approaches so that we can have a better Mm -hmm. understanding. It's meant to really bring the various gifts of the church together so that the whole church can benefit. Right. From that.
0: Right, because sometimes you'll find, you know, like say, you know, if you wanted to have a synod on, on, on vocations to the mm-hmm. priesthood, you know, right. you might have some places that are really struggling with mm-hmm. getting vocations, right. you know, in the local church. Yes. Um, but you might have a few outliers mm-hmm. where they say, well, this this place or mm-hmm. this diocese or this, this group is, mm-hmm. is somehow they're getting – really good, solid vocations right. they are getting a lot of them. Right. You know, what's going right? You know, yeah. like what's, how is that, what's going right there? And how could that perhaps be, mm-hmm. be adopted by other places that are having sure. trouble? You know, you can't always adopt everything universally, but, right. but that to me, that's, that's part of the idea is that to see, because if you only look at your own backyard, mm-hmm. you know, you may not see any, any obvious solutions, but sometimes if you look a little further Right, You'll find something's, okay, well, this is this is a bright spot. Right. This is where something is going right. Right,
1: and that synodal process allows, you know, that conversation to happen. You know, mm-hmm. well, what are you doing over there where it's working for you that we could learn from over mm-hmm. here where maybe things aren't going so well? You know, that's those are the things that are meant to happen in the synodal process. You also mentioned about, you know, the local synod, and I, I was mentioning at the beginning about the, mm-hmm. the often unknown synod of Rome in the early yeah. 60s before Vatican II, but... But what we're seeing with the current you know, synod on synodality—it's a two-year, really a two-year process or event mm-hmm. because it's starting on a local level mm-hmm. with regional meetings or diocesan meetings, uh, even parochial meetings about it, where where certain questions can be can be brought up and discussed to then you know make their way to the diocesan level and then to to the meeting uh, in 2023 when when we'll have a this gathering of the bishops in Rome mm-hmm. you know that the kind of the work of this process that's been that's beginning now you know being filtered over the next couple of years you know for this discussion about how how we can more effectively you know communicate to the world you know the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and you know to to carry out this, for the church to carry out its mission mm-hmm. you know to bring that gospel to all pe- to all people
0: yeah yeah. So I think it's important to know that the concept of a synod is, is something that that's important, that's good, mm-hmm. and then in one sense it's not new. You right. know. It has some parallels with ecumenical councils, though some right. important differences. But it's also sometimes when we hear in the news about certain areas that, mm-hmm. that seem to um push this too far, you mm-hmm. know. Uh if 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 a, if a group of bishops in a certain country, <laughs> for <Right>. example, <laughs> decides that, oh yeah, well I think this local this this area, this synod has determined something that's a little different you right. know, about marriage you know yeah. than, than the others well no you can't right and that's you can't that, do that. so so unfortunately the the concept of synod or synodality yeah. can get kind of um a bad name, right
1: because that would be losing places. the sense of <coughs> communion with synodality right. that you know that you know how we approach you know or articulate a certain teaching, maybe it could vary. You know, from different local areas, you know, to mm. you know, to better, uh, you know, better convey this truth, you know, to this to this country, to this diocese. Would, but that this doesn't mean, you know, changing the the deposit of faith given to right. us by Christ. That communion is what keeps it all together. That this is right. you know, and that we as a church that are in that a, a church that is in communion, you know, with Christ, a church in communion with Christ's vicar on earth, the Pope. You know, on in our local levels, the people of God being in communion with their bishop. Mm-hmm. You know that this this interaction of communion, it's not meant to somehow try and and win a majority. You know, away from somebody else. It's right. it's articulating, it's believing. You know, coming to faith in in what Christ in Christ what He has revealed to us, and to do that to, together. You know, sharing the many gifts of the Church throughout the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know that this is something that's just it's it's done at so many levels of the church. You know, like uh you know, again, even in a parish, you know, a pastor might call together his mm-hmm. clergy, mm-hmm. you know, as we do here at St. Patrick's sometimes. Right you to determine what, you know, what optional memorials we're gonna celebrate as a parish, you know, to right. avoid confusion. I mean. <laughs> right. Brother Paul's our liturgist, so he's really good at liturgy stuff, so so he's helping us straighten out, you know, some some little Little bumps in the road. So, right. but that goes all the way up, you know, to the universal church level, mm-hmm. where the Holy Father really wants to, you know, to get a very wide idea of of how to approach a very key issue like evangelization in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and where are those bright spots that we that that have something to teach others? You know, mm-hmm. even when many places seem to be experiencing um, insurmountable obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know, to to keeping The church flourishing, you know, in in their own in their own areas and and countries and cultures. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for listening today. Um, We've been talking about what a synod is. Again, that's S Y N O D. If you ever have that word in in a spelling bee, you know, synod is a a gathering, usually of bishops, but it could be others in addition to bishops. It could be on the universal level, It could be on a diocesan level. Um, it could be on a regional level, um, but it's it's basically a process of 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 taking counsel from others on an advisory level, mm-hmm. not on you know not like voting as if you're a congress that right. type of thing. Right. But it's a way of of uh, of helping you know the Holy Father or or someone else, another bishop, who needs to make an important decision to get the best counsel that he possibly can you know, in a a spirit of prayer and in communion with our faith and with the universal church. Thank you for listening uh, to the Dominican Dimensions today. My name is Father Stephen Alcott and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I've been joined in the studio by Brother Paul Marich. Let's end with prayer invoking the intercession of our holy founder, St. Dominic. O light of the church, teacher of of truth, truth. rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the the waters of wisdom. wisdom, Preacher of grace, grace, unite unite us with with the the blessed. blessed. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.